had devised secret ways to communicate with each other when our kidnappers weren't paying close attention. And it was during one of these secret conversations that Nigel pointed out he thought we might have a chance to escape out a bathroom window. It was a bathroom that only he and I used. There was bricks cemented across the front of it, but the house that we were held in, it was old, and the mortar that held those bricks in place was crumbling. And so with a pair of nail clippers that our kidnappers had given us, we took turns sneaking into that bathroom and digging away at that crumbling mortar until we were finally able, after a few days of doing this, to remove a couple of those bricks and jump out a hole about the size of a basketball. And our plan was to run to a nearby mosque where we hoped that we would find some help. And did you? Well, of course, it wasn't long before our kidnappers discovered we were missing. We had made some noise when we jumped out the window and they tracked us to the mosque. The most profound moment of of that day and a moment that I carry with me now through and will through the rest of my life is the incredible bravery and courage of a Somali woman who risked and may have lost her life that day trying to help me, a woman who entered the mosque in the middle of this chaotic scene, who was dressed in the full Islamic hijab and niqab, and she came directly over to me and she embraced me and she called me her sister and she began pleading with my captors to let me go. And of course, they had no patience for her interference, so they grabbed me by my ankles and began towing me by them across the floor of the mosque towards the door where, where there was a truck waiting to take me away. But this woman, she, she hung on to me and she threw her body on top of mine and did everything she could to protect me. And in the end, she was not ultimately able to prevent my kidnappers from putting me in the truck and then everything that happened afterwards. How did thinking about her, I mean, did you keep thinking about her? You know, I was faced with, every single day, I was, I was faced with unthinkable abuse and the conditions were so terrible that it was really difficult not to slide into absolute despair. And there were whole days that I lost in that state of despair. But the longer that I was held, I realized that by allowing myself to go there and allowing my mind to just cycle through those despairing thoughts, which sounded like, why me? Or I'll never make it out of here. I was also contributing to my own suffering. And that if I could catch those thoughts when they started to spin through my head, which they were always doing, and replace them with thoughts like, I will be free, I will go home, I choose freedom, I choose peace, and then later, too, I choose forgiveness, that helped me stay above the very dark black pit of despair that I was always trying to fight against going back into. So that's when I really started dreaming about one day being able to create an organization to help and an organization that would also in large part be to honor the woman at the mosque. Were you able ever to actually feel any forgiveness at all for your captors? 
forgiveness is it, it's such a um I have been working on this process of forgiveness now for years. It's it's really for me as I experience it not something that happens all at once like you make the choice to forgive and then that means there's no anger left inside of you. I chose then as I choose now every single day to forgive my kidnappers for what they did to me and some days I get closer to that than other days but it is really and truly something that I choose every single day as part of my healing process and it is my greatest hope I guess that one day that will be a state that I live in all of the time how did you and Nigel wind up getting free eventually our kidnapping was always about